Welcome to Sorted, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. So get your coffee ready and let's get sorted. Hey friends, welcome back to Sorted. We are so excited to be back for season three. It has been a long time coming. We missed you guys. We cannot wait to throw some new topics your way. Uh, We listened to you. You gave us great feedback for the first two seasons and we are ready to come back better than ever. Yeah, and we are so excited to you know, bring some really interesting guests on this season. We have some great topics that we're excited about and we're going to kick things off with one of our favorite, you know, favorite things and uh, something that's part of our everyday lives, um, creativity. Alex and I are both studio owners, independent graphic designers. I'm an illustrator. Alex also does web design. You know, we have, we wear many hats. We do many things, but kind of everything we do is a creative outlet. is a creative pursuit. So it's really important to both of us to make sure that we're embedding and injecting our daily lives with creativity because, you know, it's how you can kind of keep that spark alive, keep things interesting, you know, keep creating different and interesting work. And so, you know, it's not only important for us, but, you know, if you have a nine to five and you're doing your creative pursuits as you're five to nine, it's important to like kind of figure out what routines throughout your day, you know, what you can do to keep that creativity flowing. So this episode, we're just kind of going to dive into our routines, our um, tasks that we do weekly, monthly, you know, whatnot to stay creative throughout our careers and our actual, you know, personal lives. So yeah, the first thing I think that is really important to not only staying creative, but also staying sane as a creative is routine. And it's something that's really hard for, I feel like people that have very left brain, very creative brains, um, it can be kind of hard to solidify those routines and figure out, you know, what what works for you, what works for your clients, how to stay productive, how to stay, you know, on a scheduled timeline for projects, but also, you know, allowing room for your brain to rest, your, you know, have creativity, you know, it's not like you can just like sit down and produce stuff. So it's nice to have some time built in, um, to be able to develop those creative ideas. Yeah. And I think that on one of our episodes in season two, Emma, you had mentioned kind of this idea of getting your creativity out before you're absorbing anything else. So I think this was mainly for social media. So you were saying, I need to take the time in the morning to do something creative myself and get something creative out there before I sit there and start scrolling on my phone on Instagram, basically, and observing everybody else's lives when you need to kind of hone in on your own and start the day off right. So I think that that's very valuable. And uh, some tips that I know Emma is really, really good at, and I always try to stay on top of things too, are um, doing things like a daily design practice. So I know that Emma started this from Olivia Herrick. Uh, She took a webinar from her. And so before she does anything on her to-do list, she takes time to create. And again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, just maybe first thing when you wake up, do a little doodle or start something in Illustrator or even maybe it's latte art. Maybe you're making your coffee and you try to do something fun with your coffee creamer or something. So taking time to create however that looks like for you. Um, and I know Emma, you 
typically stick to digital, um, but have been trying other mediums as well, which is great. And I personally like to take a good old pencil and paper and get stuff <laughs> down that way. Um, even if it is something, you know, for a project that I'm working on that day, maybe it's just taking that idea and jotting a couple of things down to get that creativity kind of flowing. And another thing that also helps spark creativity within myself too, and hopefully you guys is participating in design challenges. We created one, was it this year, Emma, or last year? I think it was last year. I think year. it was March Gosh. of this year. Yeah, I think it, it was, was March. I yeah, what I think so. Time? Time? Maybe, um, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever that was, go back on our Instagram and find it. But we had a design challenge and gave prompts it could be video, it could be Instagram posts, it could be anything. And so participating in those not only kind of hold you accountable, but it gets you out of your comfort zone as well. I know I participated in the whatever days of type challenge. And so oh, yeah, I was, the 36 days of type, right? 36 days of type. Yeah. And so I was um, drawing one letter per day and then it got into the numbers. And so that was really fun because it's not every day that somebody, you know, hires me to draw them an A <laughs> or, a, or a D <laughs> or a Z. And so it was really cool to just challenge myself to really think about letter forms. Um, and that was a daily challenge for 36 days. And so it really held me accountable to sit down every day for 36 days and do this challenge. Yeah, I love I love design challenges. I actually love incorporating them into my daily design practice because um, it kind of gives me like a prompt. I don't really have to think about like, oh, what am I going to do this morning? But yeah, I, I do mine digitally or I do it in my, my bullet journal. I'll sketch like kind of within there. One of my absolute favorites I do every year, and I last year was the first year I did it every day and posted every day. Before that, I kind of had done it on my own, um, but not like every day. But it's called Peach Tober. It's hosted by Furry Little Peach on Instagram, and she's an incredible artist um, and illustrator. And so I love doing hers because it has such a big community. So it's really fun to actually keep up with posting every day because then you can kind of keep up with, you know, there's I don't I would say like tens of thousands of other artists that are doing it. So it's really fun to see how different. People people in, in interpret the prompts. Um, and it's fun because it's during October. So like last year I got mine kind of got a little like I got like spooky with them and did some fun like Halloween-esque things. Um, and then another one of my favorites is Melanie Johnson's pattern challenge. It's kind of fun because I create patterns for every branding suite I do, but um, or almost every branding suite I do. But um, this was like a little bit more like illustrated patterns. And that was really fun just to kind of like flex your creativity that way. But yeah, for me, um, you know, it's kind of hard. I don't have, you know, I live in a New York City apartment. I don't have like a dedicated studio space. So I'm not able to, you know, paint or do, you know, fun, crazy things like that. But for my daily design practice, I like to set a 15 minute timer. Sometimes I, if I have time in the day, I won't set a timer. But for days that I'm pretty busy, I will just set a 15 minute timer and I might get create complete like a piece of a, of a full project or I might just be sketching or I might pick, you know, if the topic's trees, I might just sketch different types of trees or how I might illustrate trees in the future in different ways. Um, and it's really helped me kind of develop a style for illustration and develop kind of, um, you know, a way I draw eyes and a way I do this or a way I do that. So it's really nice for that piece. And the daily design practice is just kind of part of my morning routine. I think that as creatives, it's really, you know, important to have a solid morning routine because most of our day is spent working on things for other people or having meetings with other people. And so like, 
giving yourself that time in the morning to just have some time for yourself, take some time to, you know, set yourself up for the day, no matter what that looks like for you. I know some people really enjoy working out in the morning. Some people really enjoy um, reading in the morning, some, you know, whatever it might be, but having that kind of like, it doesn't necessarily, depending on like your personality type, have to be set in stone. For me, I'm someone that like, I kind of how I deal with my creative side of my brain is by like kind of creating systems and creating organization within my life that allows me to kind of check some things off before I let myself kind of run free for the day. You know, so in the morning, I like to do this thing called morning five. I don't know where that name came from. It's not, it's not something I, you know, developed or created or anything like that. It's, it's like a general concept, but it's five things that I like to do every morning. And it changes with like the different seasons. It changes, you know, depending on what my goals are for that time of year. Um, currently part of my morning five is my daily design practice. I also do a 10 to 15 minute meditation. I do a French lesson lesson on Duolingo. Part of my goals this year was just to learn more. And so that's part of that. And my second part of that goal is listening to a podcast on some topic. Um, I just listened to like something so interesting on the history of coffee. I listened to yesterday. It was about Cleopatra. I like, I kind of like history podcasts or like, I love that one. It's called stuff you should know or stuff you're wrong about. Just like random topics that are interesting to dive into. Um, so just like, I like the act of learning in the morning of creating in the morning and then of meditation just allows me to kind of like reset my brain. So yeah. What about you, Alex? What does your morning routine look like? Yeah. So my morning routine is, I would say it's like somewhat similar, but instead of having the, like doing a French lesson and all of that fun stuff, mine is more coming from an organization standpoint within my home. So my office is in my home as well. And so it's super important for me to be able to be creative during the day to have a clean home to start with. So as soon as I wake up, I make my coffee and I just bought a pumpkin spice um, coffee creamer. And I'm mm. so excited. So this morning was my <laughs> first time drinking it. Oh, it was great. So I always start with coffee and then I'm just picking up stuff around the house. So putting away all of my dishes, making my bed, making sure that everything is picked up. So I'm able to start my day off strong and then putting something on the TV, uh, whether or not that's the news, which is very, very sad nowadays in Indianapolis, which is crazy stuff happening but um i also too like to keep up with what's happening in the world because i'm not on twitter and that's where kyle gets all of his news so i turn on the news sometimes i turn on gilmore girls again creativity could look like getting it from tv shows you anything know? i love yeah gilmore girls and just their like cozy vibes and it reminds me of fall and it reminds me of cold weather and so um i started it last night last day. yesterday i saw your instagram <laughs> so i can't wait to talk about it with you um, <laughs> but then i always like to start my mornings my work mornings around like eight o'clock because i feel like Typically, a lot of my clients don't really start their workday until 9 a.m. or so. And so I have about an hour of time to do a daily design practice, to maybe exercise my skill in Illustrator, play around with type, do something, check my emails, you know, get organized in that sense, but just do something before everybody starts emailing me and my inbox is no longer at zero. But I also think it's important to know, even if your morning routine isn't as set in stone as ours, there are other times of the day or weekly routines or even you know monthly routines to keep up with that can also help 
kind of keep your creativity afloat, keep that spark going. And one of those for me is a night routine. My night routines are very religious in the sense that I do the same thing every single night. I wind down. It's how I do it every single night. And so I, you know, shower, do all that good stuff. But then I read. And so I recently got a Kindle at the beginning of this year and have been reading on that, which is amazing. I can't believe I did not get one sooner. But (laughs) I will say Emma influenced me on that train. I used to be a you have to hold a physical copy in your hand. But I could never. Convenient (laughs) it was. Um, Despite that wonderful bookshelf behind you, Emma. (laughs) Oh, I like to go back and forth. You know, yeah, you know me. If somebody bought me a book as a gift, I would totally read it. Used to be into nonfiction, as Emma probably remembers, and now I'm starting to dive into the fiction world, and it's so great for creativity. So right now, I'm reading Happy Place, which I feel like everybody has read or everybody is reading. I mainly picked it because the cover illustration was beautiful and stunning, and so um, I'm in that one right now. And it's just so nice to have that creativity be in a different outlet in this case, absorbing somebody else's story. So that's one of my favorite parts of my night routine. Yeah, I I do the same thing. I read at night and I think it's it's just a nice time to like kind of let go of all the things you've been working on all day. Um, And that's kind of part of keeping, you know, that quote unquote, keeping the creativity alive, I think is that letting also letting it go. So, you know, doing things like reading or, you know, I, I find that working out is really good for that and going on walks. It like lets me sometimes walks are, are, are work focused where I'm able to like think things through, but sometimes like when I lift or do things like that, it's very, I'm able to like listen to good music and kind of let go of what I've been working on in the sense of, you know, obviously like, you know, creating, creating work for other people and creating work for clients is a very creative thing, but it's also kind of creativity within a box. And so I think that these things help you release that and allow you to like think not to be, uh, but think outside the box um, in the sense of that. Um, I also think that that's a really good point to say, like sometimes in order to stay creative, you have to let it go sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. that brings up a good point in our weekly schedules. I know we try to do this the same as you have certain days for meeting days and you have certain days for heads down client work days. Because if I was trying to do, let's say a branding suite every single day of every single week, I would be exhausted. And so it's good to have that kind of break in your days where maybe Mondays, I always try to do admin mornings. And I know, Emma, you try to block out some time as well. So I'm not thinking about any other client stuff. I'm focusing on my own business, making sure I'm organized because ultimately if I'm disorganized, my client stuff is not going to be organized either. And so having those days and then having days where I only accept meetings on, you know, let's say Tuesdays and Thursdays, that way, Sometimes when you're like heads down in creative work, you don't want to get distracted because maybe you're on a roll or something's clicking to you and you just want to really knock it out. And you don't want to all of a sudden be like, oh, I have a meeting in 30 minutes and I'm going to have to abruptly stop this project that I am crushing right now and I am getting everything done. No, I completely agree. I think that task switching can like really be detrimental to productivity and creativity. And I think that some people might like, if you're listening to this and you're like, these people are insane, like you don't need to be that, that hyper-organized. But I think that, um, this, you know, don't get us, don't get it wrong. Like we are still like a mess and still doing like all things all over the place. (laughs) Right. But, but these like little things can really help keep, you know, 
keep keep the creativity like within check and also it's more I do this more so that I can produce good work for my clients. It's not, some of it is for me in protecting my peace. For example, like what Alex said, you know, taking meetings on certain days. Um, It might sound selfish, but I'm doing it so that I can have days to, you know, Wednesdays and Mondays are my days where I am head down. I am working on client work. I am getting stuff cranked out. You know, I can have a four hour block of time to work on a branding suite or, you know, work on a project that I need to sketch things out for or whatever, whatever it might be that day. But having those kind of um, blocks in place allows, you know, for that solid work time. Um, and it's also really important, like I have meeting days, I have admin days, and then also every once in a while, scheduling in a day, you know, that's we work for ourselves. And sometimes I think we forget that um, any kind of freelancer, any kind of independent designer or illustrator or web designer or whatever you do, whatever kind of creative, creative um, you know, endeavor you're taking i think it's also important to remember that we're working for ourselves and that's like the goal and that's like that was the dream if you had a job before if you you know whatever whatever your path was to this place it came from a place of wanting you know to create work that you're proud of and also you know probably have some time for yourself and so i think it's important to schedule in either like break days you know time off days or like doing things that are so for example like this Friday, um, there's a new Degas exhibit at the Met that I really want to go see. So I'm going in the morning, um, and I'm going to go at like 9 a.m. see the see the exhibit and go work from a coffee shop like near near the museum. So, you know, it is taking time, but it's also you know a creative pursuit or something that's like of interest or could be inspiring or, you know, whatever it is. But I think that making sure you know I'm not going to do that every week, but doing something like that where you allow yourself time to kind of reflect and re- refresh your creativity. Um, in the summer, I tried to take like half days on Fridays because, you know, again, you know, we have to remember that, you know, we are our own bosses and mm-hmm. it's, you know, <laughs> and I would do it if I had intentional, like I wasn't going to do it if I'm just going to like sit on the couch and watch TV on the right. Friday. I would do it if I'm going to do something that's going to, you know, be fun, be, you know, refreshing or whatever it is, have plans. But those are the type of things that, you know, can be helpful to, you know, flush out the, all this, all the mundane stuff and, you know, allow your brain to, to think, but something yeah. else. Oh, sorry. Nope. Go ahead. No, no, no. What are you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to comment on the coffee shops. Oh, uh, do it, do it. Because I think uh, going to a coffee shop, like Emma mentioned, is such a great way to help reset in, in all different areas, you know, like reset in your creativity, but also just reset in your schedule. Maybe you've, you're like us and your office is in your home and you just need to get out and you just need to feel a, a, a refresh, feel <laughs> a, a good start, you know, a restart there. So that's one of my favorite things to do. And also, if you go to a cute coffee shop, that could also uh you know trigger some creativity within within your mind that you didn't even know was there so go out try a new coffee shop you never know what things you'll create there even if that's doing your daily design practice or maybe you're not even taking your laptop and you're taking a book and you're just surrounding yourself in a different environment again that's where you could kind of pause your creativity on your work side but absorb it in other areas yeah, I completely agree that like changing your surroundings can be so helpful to just like sometimes when I'm stuck on something, I'll I'll do that. I love to go work in the library here. Um, like the big public library is just so beautiful. Um, and there's something about being like surrounded by all those stories. It's just really like it sounds so, so cheesy, which is so nice. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, 
Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, you can go to a park. Um, I love to like, you know, you can go sketch. I am lucky enough to my new apartment is pretty close to a park. So I'm able to go sketch there or, you know, journal or whatever it is, whatever your morning or your afternoon looks like. I've been trying to take walks in the afternoon to just kind of, um, to just kind of have like time to reset and also just good for the good for the soul and the body do you but, do it um, after work or like in the middle of the afternoon as i try to do it so as i eat lunch and then i go i try to go on a walk oh, nice. i don't do it every day um yeah. and just this is like a five minute ten minute walk. it's like going okay, out doing yeah. a loop around the park um i take my dog um you know something you're not like, like going on a trek on the west side no 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 like yeah I'm not, <laughs> no I'm, I'm not one of those unfortunately i don't have the time I'd rather I'm one of those people. I'd rather be done with work at six and have like a solid evening, um, right. than like Same. have a break. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's just like kind of a nice uh, thing to do. And then yeah. another recent addition to my like weekly routine that's been really helpful is um, I Alex is um, a lover of accounting. Um, and a lover, <laughs> that a is lover such an of- elegant way to put it. <laughs> You love accounting. You love like your receipts. You love, you this know, like is it's so true. It's funny because like I think you sometimes like you're like I'm, <laughs> but you are. You're like way more organized with that stuff than I am, and you're also just like you like that kind of stuff. But I geek something out over that, it, for it, sure. oh, a hundred percent. Um, and so something that I um in this past like this full year I've been doing. So when I say recently, I, it's October, but you know what I mean. Recently, in the sense of <laughs> um. <laughs> But um, it's kind of doing like a little bit of a Friday reset. So on Fridays, I block off the morning. So it's the first thing I do most time, most Fridays, like I'd say 90% of Fridays, I do it for the first like hour, hour and a half of my Friday. I do my bookkeeping for the week. Um, I set up my bullet journal for the following week. And then I also, um, I go through my phone pictures for the week. So I know it sounds like a little bit weird, but I don't know if you're like me. Well, I, I take so many screenshots and I used to be like, I would go through my photos and well, first it was like the storage issue. And I was like, why do I have oh. all these screenshots and stuff? And so Wait, what I do- How many oh. images do you have on your phone? Um, let's see. Let's look right now because my number is <laughs> absolutely embarrassing. Mine's not that, mine's not that bad. Mine's 20,996. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine's it's not that high. 000. Oh. Oh, oh. I feel like that's, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean it's a lot, but I've had, but that's also I have every photo since like high school because I got an iPhone. My first oh. iPhone was for graduation, and so well, that's not bad then. Yeah. So, but so my I do this, and I every Friday I look at my pictures from the week, and I I take a lot of screenshots of like recipes. I take screenshots yeah. of re- resources that people post on like TikTok or Instagram. I take pictures of um like uh, movies that I want to watch. Like I I I love movies, so I. So I have like I sort things into like my category. So for recipes, I, I have like a recipe notion. I'll put them in for books I want to read. I put them on Goodreads. Um, for uh, movies I want to watch, I use Letterbox, which is basically like Goodreads for book for movies. Um, so I just kind of put them like where because now when I'm you know it's Saturday night, I want to watch a movie. I'm not gonna go scroll through my screenshots and find that movie from three weeks ago. I screenshot it, but I will go to Letterbox and like look at that. It's so easy to find. Okay. And same with Goodreads. Like I'm not gonna go through my screenshots and look for that book that that one girl on TikTok mentioned, but I will go on my Goodreads and look through my wanna read. So 
I just take my pictures and organize them. Um, and something I started doing recently, because one of my friends, Abby, actually does this on on your if you have an iPhone, and I'm sure it does it on any other on, the, on Androids and other devices. But you can go to your photos and look at one year ago today, and I'll also go through those photos. That's so. And also I do like, for example, like I went to a, a wedding last weekend and someone took a picture of my, of Andrew and I, and, but they took like 35 pictures. Like I don't need 35, the same oh, picture. Wow. I'll pick like my favorite three. I won't, I only won't, I won't delete them all. Like if there's a funny one, I'll keep it, but I'll keep just like the top three just to keep like it organized and all that. And then it also helps me like if I take a clip, like I, a lot of times I'll film like a little clip. I'm like, oh, this makes such a cute TikTok. Like it will remind me going through them to like put it on TikTok and put it in my drafts. And like, so anyway, it's a helpful that Friday kind of reset. So now for, so no matter what it looks like for you, it can be just the accounting and bookkeeping. It could be making your to-do list for the next week, which is what I, like I set up my bullet journal. I do my brain dump on Notion and then I like kind of sort my, my weekly to-do list. But yeah. What about you? Do you do any kind of Friday, Friday resetting? I know you do. I would... <laughs> well, my accounting bookkeeping stuff is Monday mornings because I get excited. And so I'm ready to tackle the week. See, I want to I end the week and be done You're with it. You're like, yeah, I know what you want to know. Get it out of the way. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love how we're so similar yet so opposite in certain things. Um, but for my Fridays, I think it's mainly finding an ending time because as silly yeah. as that sounds it is a challenge especially when maybe you didn't get something done that you were supposed to and so what i've been doing these last few months is really like you mentioned earlier protecting my time and if i didn't finish something by five six o'clock on a friday i'm just going to email the client and say i didn't finish it because i need to protect myself in my weekend and honestly I don't expect them to look at anything over the weekend either. And yeah. so if I don't have it done by five or six, there's no point in me doing it over the weekend. I'll just push it to Monday and say, hey, I can have it by Monday end of day. Well, and the quality of work isn't going to be as good either. Like that's no, why I, I try to I'm explain gonna, to clients. Yeah. I'm not going to want to work on it over the weekend. Just like you're not going to want to look at something over the weekend. Like, you yeah. Know. yeah. So I feel like that's part of my routine is just finding a real stopping point, knowing that I'm not going to open up my laptop again until either Sunday night or early Monday morning, whatever I decide to do. So I, and then after I close my laptop, I really try to go on walks. And since getting a dog in February, I've gotten a lot better at being forced to go. You kind of have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I try to make it a point to every day when I close my laptop to go on a walk. And that just kind of is my time to decompress and really separate the workday from night. So then I'll like, I mean, even on a Friday, I'll close my laptop, go on a walk and then go to the gym if we don't have any plans. And then also like going out to a restaurant or something, finding something that I didn't do during the week to make my Friday worth it. Kind of that I made it to the end of the week. I kicked ass this week. Now I need to like reward myself and like celebrate whatever that might Absolutely. look like for you. Do you like being social on Fridays? Like, do you like having plans on Fridays? No. Yeah, I'm the I same way. I don't like way. having plans ever, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I I truly take it to decompress from the week. Like Saturdays, yeah. make plans with me. Friday nights, I'm probably going to say no because I'm probably going to want to be lazy and like order in pizza or go to a patio with Kyle and my dog and just talk about the week and yeah, really decompress in that sense. Yeah. I don't mind like a, like last week it was perfect. I, my friends, one of my friends had like a fall dinner. Like we literally just made like a nice oh, salad and like 
just we were gonna watch a movie but we ended up just talking for literally hours like that kind of thing i don't mind but like big big plans like going don't out don't ask or... me to put on makeup or find a cute outfit <laughs> no, no 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 yeah not yeah <laughs> i like that on saturday it's funny some people saturday. love it like on a friday night but i just i well i finish work at like five or six and i'm like <sighs> like you know and yeah. it's it's so funny because I think people will assume when you work for yourself that you like just love every minute of it. And don't get me wrong, I'm so freaking grateful for what I do and I'm so happy to do what I'm doing. But it still but is it's taxing. Also work it's still work. Day. Yeah, it's, it's still like, work. Just because yeah. we're drawing fun stuff during the day doesn't mean it's not um, yeah. tiring. Yeah. So I love like I love um, either like I love ordering out or I love cooking something fun. Like sometimes when I do like my meal planning for the week, I will like plan like a fun like something that might take a little bit longer on a friday mm -hmm. i love like those kind of recipes on like a friday or a sunday and for me that's like so like uh, cooking is so decompressing and like enjoyable like and like yeah. yeah it's so therapeutic um mm -hmm. nothing better like i love good music or like i sometimes put like a show on my ipad you know mm -hmm. whatever whatever it is that night but or a podcast but um lately i've been on a big audiobook kick while i cook um oh. Yeah, I just listen to this one. I'll send it to you because I think you'd like, you'd okay. like it if you're on. I can't believe you're reading non or fiction. I'm so excited. Yes, I know. I was like, I haven't told Emma yet. I can't wait to. Yeah, talk. you have to um start reading the uh, Golden Era Guild book club books. Yes, and the uh something about thorns. Oh, <laughs> Corn of Thorns and Roses. Yes, that's on my <laughs> list too. That might be that you might have to read like something because it's like 800 pages. The first oh. book. It's five books and four of them are like 800 pages. The one of is like oh, a novella. Okay. Maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> no, not a couple of years. It, it honestly would be a good audiobook. Uh, okay. It's just it's just that it – I don't get me wrong. I read all of them. I love them. But they yeah. are like – it's world building. Like it's a fantasy world. It's kind of like Harry right, Potter right, where it's like right, this like right. crazy – crazy. it's not like Harry Potter. But it's yeah. in the sense of like it's this crazy world and the book is like building up the world. So it's like a lot of like – yeah, the, it's a lot of world building, but it would be a good one to read because they're making it into a show. Um, really? So oh, then yeah. I, I need to read it before they do that. Yeah, you should read it before the show. You should also read Lessons in Chemistry that comes out in October. Um, and it's it's going to be a good – it looks like it's going to be really well made. It's made with – um, I forget her name. I'm really bad with the actress's name, but Miss the Marvel – Captain – the woman Marvel – Oh, I forget I her name. That. Whoever that is, it's it's that actress. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, anyway, sorry for that tangent. <laughs> but you that's like reading. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but also with kind of talking about movies and stuff, I know it's like a mm -hmm. weird transition, but I think that movies and, you know, we talked about books already, but like I think movies can be a really good way to like mm -hmm. find, you know, it's like an interesting way to stay creative and like trying new things, like going, you know, going to different genres of movies or different theaters or finding like an indie theater near you um mm -hmm. can be like a kind of a cool way um trying new things in general can be like a really good way to you know keep that as we keep saying keep that creativity sparked mm -hmm. um but like trying new mediums trying new techniques um i was doing this challenge recently and i kind of did like a digital collage and like it looks really different it doesn't look like a cohesive piece if you're comparing it to my other pieces i did for this but it was really fun to just kind of try something different and um you know, do that, do that as a different medium and something, you know, that can be taking art classes. I know, um, I'm fortunate enough that in New York, like I've been able to take like figure drawing and I took like a watercolor class and Alex and I both are potters now. Like we, potters, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> we've taken, <laughs> it is a funny word. Um, we've also done pottery classes, which honestly is like, I think as someone that we're both digital creators, you know, we both 
do, you know, we both sketch and stuff like that, but majority of our work is produced and, you know, it might be printed on, a, on something that's printed, but we're working on a computer. Mm-hmm. And so pottery was such a cool and opposite way of creating, you know, creating with your hands. It's like this very visceral, like, you know, it's just different. Um, and so I loved the kind of juxtaposition to graphic design that it is. And it was also really challenging, honestly, like not necessarily the building part, but thinking of what you're going to build and thinking of something as 3D. Because unless you're like a 3D artist, you're not really, we're working 2D all day, every day. Yeah, absolutely. So it was really interesting and challenging to have to think about figures and the dimensions of everything. But I yeah, agree. It was, yeah. it was very therapeutic and it was I'm definitely going to take another one because it was a great way for one to just like get me out of the house and have something that's like school, but it wasn't. It, mine, mine was only six weeks. I know that they offer eight I think that's now, a perfect length though. Because it's I like, agree. yeah. Because I, I was yeah. held accountable for six Sundays in a row. And so it got me out of the house every single Sunday doing something creative and it was perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I think that um, any kind of like scheduled class like that, like I took a sewing class, which honestly, I was like, I'm gonna be horrible at this. And now I have a pillow that's on my couch that I, I freaking made that pillow. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like just fun to, it's funny that 3D, 2D, I haven't thought about that, but it's so true. And it's funny, because like, I really don't like interior design like it's not something that like lights my fire like i mm-hmm. it stresses me out and i know you love it so like i love it's like, it yeah it's kind of that same thing though it's like that 2d yeah. 3d yeah that's so true yeah. yeah but i also think that it could look maybe not like an in-person course too you're continuing to learn different things or trying out different things it could look digital in the sense of videos you know maybe you look up a youtube video of something that you've always wanted to learn or you take a master class Um, or find a course online. Or I know another really good way to kind of absorb new knowledge and try new things is with lives. So Adobe Lives, Behance Lives, I know Dribbble even has some as well. And so maybe there's an artist, illustrator, whoever that you really like, and they're going to be on the live and you kind of just tune into that in the background while you're working. I think those are also really valuable because you're not necessarily having to stop everything you do to absorb the information that they're telling you, but rather you might pick up bits and pieces. And I know a couple of you listeners who listen to Sorted say that you like to listen to us in the background. So I think that that's really cool because (laughs) we're not asking you to kind of take out an hour of your day every week, but rather put us on in the background. And I hope that you grasp a couple things within the episode too that really stick. Yeah, so I think no matter, you know, what you're doing, you know, if it's a, a daily, a weekly, a monthly, whatever type of activities that you can kind of fit into your schedule. And like, you know, Alex and I are lucky that we're both, you know, a couple of years down the road of starting our studio. So we're able to have kind of time and we are privileged enough to be able to take time to, you know, do these pursuits and have like the income to take a class or, you know, but also this doesn't have to be an expensive thing. It can be free. As Alex said, it can be Adobe Lives, it can be YouTube videos, it can be podcasts, it can be, um, you know, listening to nonfiction audiobooks, listening to fiction audiobooks, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you can get those from your library, you can, you know, you can find ways that, um, you know, to get this information and like, it's, it's whatever works for you and whatever, um, you know, systems or um, schedules or routines you can stick with. But I think that something also is like, you know, we kind of threw a lot of things 
a lot of things in the air for this. And I think that just like sticking with like one thing and then adding another, you know, try habit stacking or habit tracking or things like that can be really helpful. But again, it's such a personal, a personal journey and personal, um, preferences with these type of things. So, you know, it there, I know there's people out there that work, 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 and then like take a month and travel or take a month and do like a sabbatical or, you know, take a month and go do a class or, you know, learn how to do something else or, you know, so it, it can look really different. And I think that it's really important to not compare, um, mm -hmm. you know, your creativity to anyone else's. So yeah, um, we hope that you were able to take some takeaways from this episode and, you know, it, it, maybe this episode was your creative spark for the day. So um, wishing you a creative life and yeah. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.